0: Away. Your friend passed away. Then you ask yourself, did they know God? Yes. Give God the glory. My Lord. Whether they knew him or not, he still allowed us yes. to move about and have our being. Yes. That itself should be a lesson to all of us. Yes. Oh, gracious Father, we come before thy presence this morning, yes, giving thanks for the blessings bestowed upon us. Lord, you allowed us to lay down last night. You watched over us as we slept and slumbered through the night. Then you allowed us to wake up and move about this morning with a reasonable portion of health. We thank you for it. Father, we have not been good all along the way. But Father, we turn to you for mercy and grace. Have mercy upon us, O Lord. Lead, guide, and direct us. Father, we know that there is going to be sickness. We know that somebody's going to pass away but we are all under your care yes. Yes. we are all in under your jesus. hands we know dear god that yes. you're going to take care of us mm-hmm. but you say be obedient to my word my lord. lord we are trying to live a life that others can see christ That's in right. our living right. jesus have mercy we pray oh father We've had other people to pass away just a few days ago. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, you still took care of the family. And that has been going on from time to time to time. Lord, you've blessed me to reach 85, and I've seen it day after day after day. And I thank you for it, dear God. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I've had my ups and downs as well. Yes, Lord. I am standing here telling you the truth. I know what God can do. I know. But he allowed me this opportunity. Yes, to come to him to pray for my sisters and brothers. But let them know you are a child of God. And that you are an example. Yes, Lord. Of my blessings upon yes, mankind. Yes, Lord. Have mercy upon each and every one of us. Be aware of our living from day to day. Yes, Have mercy Father. Yes. Look down upon those that are sick among us. Look down upon those that are in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Look down upon those, Father, that have no shelter over their heads. Yes, Oh, dear God, take yes. care of them and keep them in your care. Now, Father, we ask that you will touch the man of God that's going to bring the word of God this day. Yes. Have mercy, we pray. Have mercy. Lead, guide, and direct us through it all. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. We are
1: high men. J. Oh, we are blinding. oh, Jacob come on, sir.
2: said this last one. Do you think I make
1: a, a good soldier? Oh, do you think I, oh, Make a good song.
3: Good Hope Missionary
4: Baptist Church announcements. The spiritual discipline for the month of January is scripture reading. Calendars can be picked up in the rear of the church. As a reminder, this is the first Sunday and we are accepting donations for the seventh well in Uganda. Our condolences are extended to Sister Gloria Washington and family and the loss of her aunts, Miss Burma Fountain Williams and Miss Barbara Fountain Bryant. Miss Barbara's homegoing Services will be Friday, January twelfth at eleven o'clock AM at Mount Olive Free Will Baptist Church in Bartow. Miss Burma's homegoing Services will be Saturday, january thirteenth in Sarasota. Our condolences are also extended to Pastor Gloria Williams and family and the loss of her nephew, Mr. Norbith Jamil Halyard. Services will be Saturday, January 13th at 1 o'clock p.m. at Burkett Chapel in Bartow. Please remember the Washington and Williams family in prayer during this time of bereavement. Bartow Deacons and Stewart's Alliance, Incorporated presents MLK Prayer Breakfast, on January 13th, 2024, starting at 9 o'clock a.m. at 520 Herbert Dixon Boulevard in Bartow. For more information, please see Sister D'Armesia McKay. Happy birthday to those celebrating during the month of January. January 2nd, Deacon Gary Showers. January 5th, Sister Ruby Wilson and Sister Barbara Riley. January 8th, Sister Heather Washington. January 9th, Sister Mary J., January 10th, Brother Dennis Rose. January 11th, Sister Mona Staples. January 12th, Brother Josiah Williams. January 15th, Sister Willie Mae Thomas. January 20th, Sister Andrea Washington. January 22nd, Sister Vemia Clayton and Sister Priscilla Sykes. January 23rd, Sister Jaylisa Rose. January 24th, Sister Irma Matthews. If we have omitted your birthday, please notify Sister Vivian Browning. Tithes and offering can be placed in the offering box in the rear of the church, mail to P.O. Box 233, Bartow, Florida 33831, or auto-deposited by bank transfer. For auto-deposit information, please contact a member of the finance committee. Please be mindful of our weekly activities. Find us on Facebook at My Good Hope MBC, or YouTube at Good Hope Livestream. A schedule of our weekly activities can be picked up in the front of the church. Welcome to Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church. If this is your first time at Good Hope, we want to extend a warm welcome. We are so happy you are here. Whether you are a familiar face or first time visitor, Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church is a place where we come together as a family to celebrate, grow, and encounter the life-transforming power of God. So once again, welcome to Good Hope. Please continue to pray for our sick and shut-in and any bereaved families we may have. This concludes the announcement.
5: Well, good morning. Let the church say amen. Alright, today is the day that the Lord has made, we're rejoicing, we're glad in it, and part of our rejoicing today is we have a baby uh, to dedicate, so I'm going to ask Brother Kwam, Sister Marlene, and uh, Baby Mateo, if y'all will come forth, if any of your family members are here, we're going to ask you to come up as well. been excited to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. It's a little rainy outside and cool and yet y'all still showed up. Amen. That says a whole lot about your commitment to your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Father, we want to thank you today. It's an awesome day. We thank you for this baby dedication. We thank you for these parents, Kwame and Marlene coming to dedicate baby Mateo, And we thank you for giving us the opportunity to witness this great occasion. And we pray your blessings upon all we do and say in Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, so the word of God says concerning this great occasion in Luke chapter 18, verses 15 and 16, then they also brought infants to him that he might touch them. But when the disciples saw it, they rebuke them. But Jesus called them to him and said, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them for such is the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. So Jesus had a special place in his heart for little children and we do too. Now today I'm especially excited to do this dedication because I knew Quam when he was a little boy. In fact, I was blessed to do the wedding for your mom and dad, and your dad is in heaven now, and so uh, that's exciting. did I believe I baptized? you? Didn't I baptize? Amen. <laughs> amen, amen. So we go a ways back, and so, Mateo, we are so uh, happy to dedicate you today, Marlene. God bless you. It's such a joy to see you, have you become a part of the Good Hope Worship experience. All right. So, Quam, uh, have you received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? All right. Marlene, have you received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? All right. Is it your desire to raise your son Mateo up in a home with Christian love? And will you be committed? To live in a Christ-like example before him. And when he is of age, would you introduce him to Jesus Christ and trust God to save him? Alright, so Kwam, I believe that and I, I knew your daddy. He did a good job with you and your brother and your sister. Rico was a good man. He was a godly man. He gave his life to Christ before he went home. To be with the Lord, so I know you're gonna do a good job, Marlene. It's your desire to uh, do everything you can to lead your son to a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. Now to uh, this grand, this grandmother, Melissa, and to those who stand. All the ba- yeah, come on up. We got time. Come on, come on, come on, come on. We we got time. Amen. amen, amen,
3: amen. Stand
5: okay, and, and sister Annette and Ren, you all standing on behalf of Jeremy as well. Praise God. All right, Amen. And so to this family uh, and this this family. Will you all pray for this baby? And will you set a godly example before him? And will you use all of your resources, all the resources you can to ensure uh, that he grows up to know Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior? Amen, amen, amen. And to our loving Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church family, one of God's best churches, amen. Will you commit this day to pray for uh, Quam and Marlene and Mateo as they uh, continue this journey? Would you be committed to praying for him and setting before him a wonderful example in your words, thoughts, and deeds for Mateo to follow as he grows up? Amen. Amen. We will. All right. Let us pray. God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today. We thank you for this new life. We thank you for this baby. We thank you, Jesus, for these parents and grandmother, Melissa, and uncles, and, uh, and aunts, and, uh, and all who stand today, and even Sister Annette and Ren standing on behalf of Jeremy, Jeremy, Oh, God, we thank you. And now we pray that you will bless this baby. You will bless Mateo. We pray, pray that he will accept you at an early age, that he will grow up and live for you. And God, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, you tell us in your word that you know the plans you have for us, plans to prosper this baby, not to harm him. Plans to give them hope and a future. Protect them from the evil one. Bless his parents and encourage them to do all that they can do to be a living example of Jesus. And God, we will give you the glory and honor and the praise all the days of our lives. And let the church say amen. 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 Congratulations. God bless you both. Congratulations. Thank you so very much. Yes, sir. You may be seated. Amen. So, uh, Quam and Marlene, we want to present you with two certificates of dedication, Deacon Cunningham. And these will be visible reminders of this great day in the lives of you, your baby, and this church. Thank you so much. Amen.
6: Let the church say amen. 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 Well, good morning and welcome to 2024. Yes, sir. What a wonderful way to get this year started. Amen. amen. You know, I would not want to be entering into 2024 Without Jesus. That's right.
5: That's right. That's right.
6: If you don't have Jesus in your heart right now, do not enter into this year without Him. But if you enter into this year with Him, then we can give thanks. And we can know that our God will see us through. Amen. We can be like the psalmist who said, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Yes. Call upon His name. Yes, sir. Make known His deeds among the peoples. And sing to Him. Sing songs to Him. Talk of all His wondrous works. Glory in His holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face forevermore. And remember His marvelous works, which He has done. God, our Heavenly Father, as we head into this new year, we do so giving You thanks. We do so proclaiming our love to You. Lord, our faithfulness to You, our commitment to You, our dedication to You. You are our Almighty God. Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit will feel welcome in this place as we offer up to you a service of worship today. Oh God, may you feel right at home in our hearts and lives this morning. And Lord, may we know that we are entering into 2024 walking with you right right with us every step of the way. Oh God, that is the only way. That we want to enter into this year, yes, sir. and Lord, we welcome you into our hearts, into our lives, and into this sanctuary oh, yeah. this morning, oh, yeah. as we lift up the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, yeah. and we pray all these things in Christ's name. And God's people together said, "Amen." Amen. 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 Amen.
1: you
7: Is Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, we will be reading responsibly. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted forty
3: days and forty nights, afterwards he was hungry.
7: Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread.
3: But he answered
5: and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone,
7: but by every
5: word that proceeds from the mouth of God.
7: Then the devil took him up into the Holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and And said to
3: him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down,
7: for it is written, He He shall give his his angels harm over you. And, and their hands they
3: shall tear you up. let you stand at your foot
1: against
7: the stone. Jesus Jesus
3: said him, It is written again. You shall not ship the Lord your God.
7: Again the devil took him. up on the exceedingly high mountain and show him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said
6: to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me.
7: Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for Israel you shall worship the Lord your God and him only just together. Then Then the devil left him and behold, it just and came and ministered to him. him. Amen. 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 Amen.
3: Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God.
8: so good to see all of you cross the threshold to 2024. Amen. If you're like me, you gave yourself a little mental pat on the back for doing so, but I'm, I'm here to tell you we had nothing to do with it. All right. All right. And if you'll give me a minute, yeah. I'm going to attempt to preach to you on that subject. Okay.
3: Right.
8: The title of my sermon will be God's Grace. God's yes. grace. Right. How did I make it all
3: these years,
8: how did I make it this far, through the valleys and over the hills, I know it had to be gone, how did I make it? Make it through the rain. And if you want to know just how I got here, it's so easy to explain. It was God's grace. it this, this far by the grace of god amen somebody this far by the grace of God.
2: If you look back at the report says 2023 some of us shouldn't still be here. That's what the report says. But God Grace. See, we have God's grace spread it all out up in this sanctuary. See, the doctor report said, Get your affairs in order. The police report said, without parole, but God's grace, it's praying time, and we're in a whole new year, y'all. We're going to be praying this morning, lifting up Mother Jennings Jennings this morning, and yes, 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 yes. And Mother Jennings up in her 80s, I guarantee you, if you call Mother Jennings, you speak to Mother Jennings, she'll tell y'all a little bit of something about God's grace. And, and if I go on over to the other side, that's what we call it in Goranville. For those who are familiar with Goranville and going hikes, and I'll go talk to Mother Eunice Jennings, who's in her 90s, she'll tell you something about God's grace. And then I don't just go down a little bit further down the road and go to talk to Sister Pitts who had surgery and had a successful surgery. She knows a little bit about God's grace. I don't know if you heard her testimony and talking about how uh, she should have been dead coming into, coming uh, uh, out of 2023, but God's grace. We're lifting up the Gloria Williams and the Lost of her nephew and her sister Flora and the loss of her son yes. lifting up sister Washington uh, and the loss of her aunt Burma and Barbara Dizzi. you know sister Washington and all the losses if she's out there in the congregation if you talk to sister Washington she can tell you about God's grace we're going to be praying for our young people headed back to school I see Daniela and I know we have some others out here That's right. That's right. and then you know I thought about deacon flowers y'all where you at deacon flowers I know you somewhere. look, if you look at deacon flowers uh, uh, that's God's grace y'all and then talking to brother McNair I know mother McNair is home and doing better you talk to brother McNair he can tell you about grace y'all he can tell you about grace y'all things didn't look good months ago but look at God now mother McNair is home had a chance to visit with us and see that beautiful smile and then lifting up Bert, Benny Thomas to you and Sister Rosemary Campbell. And yes, yes, yes. And if I could choose one more person, I see her out here in the congregation, y'all. We got a lot of people we've been praying for. Brother yes. Greg and all of those who are yes. dealing with cancer. Yes. But I see Sister Michelle Sam. Just wave your hand, Sister Michelle. We're talking about God's grace. Yes. You know, my wife sings that song waymaker. How many of you know he's a waymaker? A miracle worker. He is a promise keeper. I don't know about y'all. Waymaker, miracle worker. He is the light the midst of all of our darkness. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. We're just shouting right now, Father. Shouting in 2024. Saying thank you, Lord. For we know, Father, our track record in 2023 says we should not be here. And it was nothing that we did so good. It's not that we're good like that. Simply your grace your mercy that kept us Lord so we thank you for the grace we thank you for the mercy Lord you kept us through it all the doctors called us in and told us that it was all done but Lord you said differently so we thank you for bringing us into 2024 we're just gonna shout with thank you thank you Jesus if you don't do another thing, you've already done enough. God is here in 2024. Be in our right mind with the use of all our extremities, Lord. We just shout hallelujah to your name this morning. Amen. By the grace of God, we say thank you. Father, we praise you this morning. We got hallelujah in our heart for you this morning. We shout thank you, Father we shouldn't be here 2023 was a rough year but look at us now father you gotta stand it up we rebuke Satan in the name of Jesus we stand on your promise never leave us nor forsake us you're such an amazing and awesome God father you saw us through it all father the up and the down the valleys and the mountains you brought us through and we're standing here this new year standing on your promise standing strong lord thank you jesus this is a year of just saying thank you for all you continually do father we thank you we thank you for allowing us to be in your presence just one more time father as we bring in this new year father as we as we walk this year father continue to be with us and guide us father father if there's anything that is not of you there's anything in us that is not right we plead the blood of jesus right now that you would just remove that but we just want to say thank you it's not much else to say but thank you lord we're here we're here by your grace Now, Father, I just pray for the man of God who's going to bring the word of God to the people of God. Keep your anointing all over him, Father, as he preached this first uh, sermon of the new year, Father. Just touch him, Father. Keep emboldening him, Father, to speak the truth of your word. Father, I pray for each and every person within the sound of my voice, whether they're in this congregation, on on Zoom, on the radio, wherever they are, Father, we just pray right now, Father, whatever it is they're in need of, Father. Father, we just pray the blood of Jesus all over them right now, Father, we pray for healing right now. This year, we claim the victory over cancer for all those who are going through chemo, for all those who have been struggling day in and day out. We claim the victory. We know you are a way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper. You are a healer, Doc. Lord, we know and we trust you. Father, we pray for those, Father, who are having financial difficulties right now. Yeah. Yeah. We just pray your financial blessings pressed down, shaken together, and running over, Lord. Father, we pray for those who are dealing with guilt and shame reminding them that Paul says forget those things of the past 2023 is gone 2024 is here what is forgiven is forgotten Pleading the blood of Jesus, Lord. Pleading the blood of Jesus over this congregation, Lord, as we battle through 2023 and now we're in the 24. Father, clean slate. Father, moving forward, pushing forward. Continue your hands upon each and every person, whatever unspoken prayers they're dealing with out there. There are some people who are in some tight places and dark spaces in their life right now, Lord, trying to figure this thing out. All they need to do is look up to you, Father. You truly are the light. You are their way out. And we pray for those. Father, we pray for those who don't know you. Keep your, Father, we just pray right now. We stand in the gap. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Moving forward, Father, we just say thank you. And I want to thank you for Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church. Thank you for what you've done in this church, Lord. Yes, thank you. Yes, what you continue to do. Now have your will and have your way in this worship service, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well let the church
5: say amen Oh boy I know y'all glad to be up in this House today I know you glad You didn't yield To the temptation to get a few more Winks (laughs) Hallelujah Praise this holy name God We do thank you Awesome God Amazing God Gracious God Giving God Now, Lord, as we prepare to break the bread of life, we pray for your Holy Spirit's anointing. Anoint our minds, our hearts, our lips, our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Michaela, thank you so much. You did an outstanding job reading today. Amen, amen, amen. All right. Matthew chapter 4, y'all, it's preaching time. I invite you to turn into your Bibles, your... Uh, devices, and if you turn on your devices, make sure you're on Matthew chapter 4, <laughs> beginning with verse 1, That's right, pastor. amen, pastor, trust y'all up in here,
3: yeah. <laughs> right.
5: First right. 1, then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, everybody say tempted,
3: tempted.
5: and when he had fasted 40 days and nights afterwards, he was hungry. I want to preach from the subject today, overcoming temptation. Overcoming temptation. How many of you know that temptation is a natural part of life? It's going to happen. Children are tempted. Teenagers are tempted, and when you think about our young people in school today, the things that they are tempted by are phenomenal. Those of my generation, we had our temptations and they were many. But I would venture to say that today is going to a whole nother level. Right. so we need to pray for our young people yes, and we need to encourage our yes. young people yes. we need to look them in the eye and tell them you are doing a great job yes. Amen. we need to let them know that the power of God is with you we need to let our young people know our children our teenagers all the way up to our college students that we your Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church family are praying for you. And we understand yes, yes, that it yes. is tough out there today. We have a number of educators in our church. You are out there. You see what goes on. And so our young people are tempted. Young adults are, are tempted. You know, every day out there on the job, work a day, world, seasoned saints are tempted. Every one of us here today are. Tempted. Yes, right. Now, the issue is not temptation well, because everybody is tempted. It right, 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 makes right. no difference what your position is. You can be pastoral staff, deacons, mm-hmm. teachers, musicians, yeah. sound technicians. Everybody is tempted, no matter everybody. how holy we are. We come to worship, right? right? We go to Bible study. You yeah, have people in this church, I mean, they worship on Sunday. They hold a ministry position, whether it's ushering and singing and teaching. And then at 5.45 a.m., they are on the prayer line, on the prayer line five days a week. And then they show up at intercessory <laughs> prayer, some women's ministry, small group, Bible study, read through. The one-year Bible, and yet every one of us is tempted and so temptation is not a sin the issue is whether we yield or not you know when you're on the web you can be doing research you can be working on that project that paper in school that assignment I've been on the web preparing sermons and studies and y'all know what pop ups are The junk just pop up. I ain't looking for it. I ain't claiming it. It just pop up. You know? And the invitation there is to click. And the idea is if you click, you can go a little bit deeper. I know I ain't by myself. I mean, it's it's right there. You could be... Riding along the road, minding your own business, look up and see a billboard. And it's like, you know, what what you going to do with that? The temptation is not to send The, the pop up. You ain't you know, I mean, you you can't help that. But the sin in this in when we click. And so I want to to make it clear that, that temptation, when you are tempted, to our young people, when you are tempted to do things and see things and say things, that's not sin. The yielding aspect of temptation, when we yield, when we go there, when we get ourselves involved in things that dishonor God, now that's where the sin comes in. Now, even in the Bible, there was, there was a, a myriad of temptation when I was growing up in the hood between Saxon Homes, Jagger's Terrace. We would say there were buku. That meant a lot. In fact, I'm going to throw this in there right now because I got to hurry wrong. Sister Pickett and I, I told Sister Pickett when I was in high school, I was speaking four languages. <laughs> All right? I was speaking Ebonics, Fly, pig Latin, and, lang- and English. <laughs> uh, Alright, so you can preach later. This ain't your day right now. I'm talking. Yeah. But but when you think about it, David and Bathsheba were tempted. First of all, it's start Adam and Eve.
0: That's right.
5: Were were tempted. Joseph, down in Egypt, was tempted. In fact, Potiphar's wife was tempted. And you go through the word of God, there's plenty of temptation. And, and even Jesus Christ, in all of his holiness, righteousness, in his divine, in his divinity, in his human nature, he was fully human, fully divine. but in his human nature, He was tempted. And that's what we want to talk about today. He was tempted yet without sin. And the story is in Matthew chapter 4. Jesus faced three distinct temptations. And every one of those temptations was intended to be a game changer. Because that's what temptations are. When you are tempted by the devil... It's intended to be a game changer. And yielding to temptation will change our game. It would change our destiny, the direction of our life. So so there were three game changing temptations presented to Jesus. First, the first temptation was a design to get Jesus' mind off of the big picture the big picture was for jesus to become the savior of the world to down the cross to save us from our sin that was his mission that was his focus that's what he should have been looking at young people you're in school you you are to be focused you are to stay focused on your you have greater opportunities now than than ever before Your grandparents, your parents, a lot of them didn't have the opportunities you have. Your game plan is to stay focused on accomplishing your goal, getting a good education, getting out there and allowing your position in life to be used as a platform to promote the kingdom of Jesus Christ. So, and so the game plan of the enemy was to get Jesus' mind off the big picture. And I noticed verse number three where the devil said to Jesus, if you are the son of God, if you are the son of God, command these stones become bread. It's right there in the text. That's what he said. Now, Jesus, the context, had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He had not eaten. He was in the wilderness. He was fasting. He was preparing to launch his, his, his public ministry. And, and so he's in the wilderness. He's fat. He is hungry. Now, some of y'all go without eating for an hour and 30 minutes. <laughs> You know, and tearing into the into the food, the cabinets, and all like that. Some go a little long. But imagine now that's that's let me put this out there too. That was a supernatural yeah. fast. Yeah. That was a supernatural fast. Alright, yeah, right, so so he's hungry, and the devil says, turn these stone into bread. Now on the surface. And this is, this is what you got to look at when you deal with temptation because there's always thing, stuff that's beneath the surface. Right, right, right. The smiling face. The, the, the tight dress. The, the, the body shirt. The muscles. There's always something beneath the surface. So I want y'all to get that. Make sure. There's always no. There are no exceptions to the rule. When you are being tempted. There's always. There's always an ulterior motive. So on the surface. This. This this seems like a, a reasonable request. A, harm, a harmless thing. Jesus you hungry. There are some stones over there. Just turn them into bread, eat though, eat the bread. That's what he's saying. But after all, you fasted for 40 days and forty nights. But beneath this request by Satan, beneath this offer by Satan lurks an evil, diabolical, destructive, dangerous, dooming plan. Stones, bread, disaster, yeah. underneath. Mm-hmm. You see, the devil's plan was to derail the ministry of Jesus by presenting him to the people as far less than God intended him to be.
3: Right.
5: Stones, bread, evil plot mm-hmm. present Jesus in a far less light than he was meant to be the plan was to derail the ministry of Jesus presenting him to the people in a far less capacity you see you see, here was the big picture God's plan God's desire was to present Jesus to the world as the bread of life mm-hmm. that's what that's what God, that's what God wanted. He wanted to present Jesus to the world as the one who could satisfy the spiritual hunger. That's what bread does, right, to the body. But, to, but in the spiritual sense, he, he wanted to present Jesus to the world, all of those people who were out there as the bread of life that would satisfy the spiritual hunger of everyone who took, partook of his salvation. You see, the bread of life symbolized the ability of Jesus to save those who believed in him, those who trusted in him as Savior. Jesus said to his disciples in John 6, 27, Do not labor for food which perishes, but for the food that endures forever. Right. It endures to everlasting life. Mm -hmm. Now, in John 6.35, Jesus further explains the point saying, I am the bread of life, the author of eternal life. If you partake of me, you will never hunger spiritually again. I will will satisfy your spiritual desire. So that's what he's saying. He who comes to me shall never hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst. So here is the big picture again. God wanted, don't miss this, the world to know from the very beginning of his public ministry that Jesus was the bread of life, the source of eternal life, and the gateway to heaven. All right, that's the big picture. But the tempter, remember, Bread, stones, bread, ulterior motive. Something else going on, brewing beneath the surface. The stones, the bread, the bait, the hook. The tempter, of the devil's plot was to minimize who Jesus was and to reduce his status. In the minds of the people. Because if he can reduce the status of Jesus. In the minds of the people. He could turn them away. And mess, mess them up for life. So that's what he's trying to do. Alright. He wants to deduce Jesus' status. He wants to reduce Jesus to nothing more. Watch this y'all. Than a wilderness Bread baker. God is is saying, Jesus, my son, is the bread of life. The tempter wants to reduce Jesus to nothing more than a wilderness bread baker. He, He would have Jesus known as nothing more than a magic man who produced good tasting bread. You see, in those days there were a lot of musicians. I mean, people did all kind of stuff. You know, people did all kinds of tricks and things like that. But 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 that's what he was trying to do in the life of Jesus. Right, right. He wanted Jesus to be reduced to a magic man who made delicious bread in the desert instead of being as known as Messiah. God's son, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. bread from heaven, the source of everlasting life. Stone, bread, deception. Are y'all walking with me? Yes, sir. You see, God wants to present you to the world as spiritually strong. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you, yes. says the Lord, plans to prosper you and yes. not to harm you. How many of you know God has big plans for you?
4: Amen. Amen.
5: God, no matter what, you know, your condition, where you have been, you have trusted him as Lord and Savior. Jesus, God has big plans for you. But in order to get to the big plan, to have the big plan actualized in your life, you got to keep your eyes and mind set on the big picture. Stone. Bread. Deception. How many of y'all remember Michael Vick? You know who Michael Vick was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Michael Vick was somebody's quarterback. Yes, yes, yes. Stone, bread, deception. Michael, come over here. Never mind the abilities that God has given you. Never mind how God has blessed you. Never mind how God can use. You to be an inspiration to so many others. Michael, get involved in illegal activities. It's it's okay. It's okay. Stone. Bread. Deception. Keep your eyes on the big picture. Don't be lured into accepting anything less. Then God's best for your life. God wants to present you to the world as spiritually strong, mentally alert, morally and upright as His masterpiece. Yes. Right,
3: yes. right, right.
5: Well, the second temptation was aimed at derailing the progression of Jesus. Derailing progression of Jesus. A fast-moving train on a track that's derailed will not get to its destination. In fact, it will be a terrible wreck, and a lot of people will get hurt, and some people will even lose their lives. So so it was it was the enemy's aim to to tempt Jesus to the point that he would derail his progression. Why? Because the life of Jesus was the standard for humanity. What he did and how he did it meant to be was meant to be the blueprint for people to follow. Footnote: if you got your eyes on somebody else as the standard for your life, you're setting your standards too low. All
2: right, Pastor.
5: If your eyes are on me, Pastor Harris, Pastor William, Pastor Steve, if your eyes are on us as the standard. You're you're setting your standards too low. Your eyes need to always be on Jesus. He is your standard. Do not worship any person. God, son, Jesus is your standard. So... And so Jesus is standing. What he did and how he did it was meant to be the blueprint for us to follow. In verses 5 and 6, listen, Then the devil took Jesus up to the high point of the temple in Jerusalem. And there he said to Jesus, If you are the Son of God, doubtful, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, God will give his angels charge over you. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash dance, dance your foot against the stone.'" Now, now, here's, here, here's the tempter's plan. The tempter's plan is for Jesus to jump to his death. Yeah. Or either severely injure himself. Mm-hmm. But either way, it will derail his progression. Now, pay close attention to the shrewdness of the devil. How many of y'all know your enemy, the devil, is shrewd he quotes scripture from psalm 91 verses 10 and 11 in an attempt to justify his offer for jesus to jump isn't that something so shrewd as to take the word of god and use it to justify jesus jumping well, Psalm 91 had nothing to do with Jesus proving his sonship to the devil by jumping. Rather, Psalm 91 is all about trusting God. You see, the content of scripture is important, but also the context of scripture in, is important. Psalm 91 is all about trusting God and remaining under the wings of His sovereign, a supreme protection. Jesus said in Matthew 4 7, it is written, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Here's the reality God is not to be tested with foolishness. Even if people try to use the scripture, God is not to be tested with foolishness. I remember the first people I read about to die from COVID-19, I mean that's when it was in the height, I mean it was, it was terrible, was a pastor in Richmond, Virginia who in essence used scripture to try to justify why he was encouraging people to come out to a small building <laughs> when covid 19 was known as a killer. Now I have my own, you know, my my own reasoning, but I'll, I'll spare you the details of that. But here's what happened. He encouraged the people, and shortly thereafter, he came down with COVID. In two weeks, he was dead. Well, if you you got faith, you don't pay that stuff no attention. That's like saying if you got faith, you play Russian roulette with your life. That's what he was doing. I ran into a man just a couple about 3 weeks ago, and we were you know just jet, talking a little bit. I was in a restaurant in the line to get something to go, and um I said, how are y'all doing? Are you coming back? You know, he told me he was a deacon. I said, yeah, how y'all doing? You coming back, house attendance, you know, because everybody had to deal with that. He said, oh, you know, we we never stopped going. We never stopped going to the building. He said, now this is the truth, y'all. He said, we had two deacons die from COVID. We kept right on going. Other people got it. But we kept right on going. People use scripture where if you got faith. I'm wondering how many of them, if they had faith and knew that the medication they were on kept them alive, how many of them would have said, well, I'm just not gonna, I'm just not gonna take this? Or how many of them would say, I have faith and so this speed and train is I'm just gonna jump in front of it. That's what this text is saying. That's what Jesus is saying. Do not tempt God with foolishness. Do your own thinking. Make sure the scriptures that you are being fed are in their proper context. When I was in a seminary, we, we, we had two, two uh, terms. We called it, you know, a professor said, okay, you got eisegete in scripture. Now this is for the laboratory, y'all. I ain't trying to preach seminary. I ain't trying to impress nobody. But that's what we, you know, we were taught. That's where you get out into the nitty-gritty of the word and you begin to, what they call, exegete the text. Go into the text. You begin to look at what words mean in Greek, Hebrew, and, and all like that. Well, we don't need to bring that to the pulpit. That ain't for, that's, you know, for classroom stuff. But we called it, the professor said, that there are two ways to deal with scripture. You can either eisegete it, or you can exegete it. Exegete it means that you get busy. You dig in there. You look at the text. You pour over the text. You pray over the text. You study the text. You read what other scholars and biblical scholars have to say about the text. And then you present the text truthfully in its proper context. And then you make practical application to the people so they can see how the verse rel- uh, relates to their life. But now you can eisegete if you want to. Eisegeten is all about laziness. (laughs) It's just just about a sorry attempt to get through 20 minutes or so of a presentation. So eisegeten is this, when you bring I to the text, when you take the text and make it say what you want it to say in order to prove your point. I'm telling you, Jesus was all about the exegesis. In fact, he was the word incarnate. The enemy, the tempter, y'all, is all about the eisegete. So be careful about who you listen to. And make sure you study the verses for yourself. Jesus says, written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. God's not to be tested with foolishness. Rather, he is to be trusted by faith. He's to be trusted by faith. Never fall into the devil's trap by trying to be a religious superstar. Spiritual elitist are sacred spectacles. Such behavior can derail your progress, deflect your purpose, and destroy your peace and even your life. And that's exactly what the devil wanted to do with Jesus. The third temptation was intended to get Jesus to compromise his ministry and his mission. He was tempted to secure the world without the cross. That's easy believism. There's a lot of that floating around today. Send me this, send me that. You can have this and you can have that. You, would ne- As a Christian, you'll never have any pain. Nobody in your family will die. You'll never have any issues. Everything will always go your way. That's easy believism. That's right. That's right. Jesus was tempted by the Satan to compromise his ministry. He was tempted to secure the world through Uh, uh, without the cross, without paying the price, he was tempted to choose another way instead of God's way. He was tempted to switch loyalties. Oh, that's a temptation, isn't it? To switch loyalties. God has been good to you. God has brought you a mighty long way. God has supplied your every need yeah. to switch loyalties now is foolish. Yeah. I was in seminary. My pastor, Dr. C.S. McCall, very wise man. He was an older man when I got there. Sister picking and I. And there was a lady in the church named Sister Rosa Booker. i never never uh, forget her. She was very good to us. We had a little boy Linnell and Man, I mean, we just didn't have very much at all, you know. Most time when you go into grad school, particularly with a baby, you po. I mean, I told y'all before we went grocery shopping with seven dollars. So I don't know what it was, Sister Booker had. and this was my early days. She aggravated. She did something I didn't like. Here I was like 22 years old, didn't have nothing, you know, no material. This lady trying to help me. She's doing everything she could to to help me, giving us baby clothes, a car, baby bed, all this stuff. But whatever she did got under my skin. And so I went to see us, McCall, Pastor McCall. I said, I said, Dr. McCall, I said, we're going to have Linnell dedicated. And uh, I said, now, this is who I want to be, the, the God. Uh, parent the godmother and and so and so and so he looked at me he said pick it he said hasn't sister booker been helping y'all with the baby (laughs) hello (laughs) and then he smiled and walked away as if to say why do you want to why do you want to switch loyalties
3: <laughs>
5: the tempter was trying to get the devil to s- switch Trying to get Jesus to switch loyalty. To change from following God to following the devil. To shift from worshiping the God to bowing down to Satan. The enemy, the devil, the adversary, the accuser, the tempter, the hater of your soul, he doesn't like you. Don't listen to him. He's lying to you. He does not like you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to kill you. Do not listen. The devil is loyal to no one. You've been reading that in your Old Testament lessons last week. The Prostitute and the beast. Why they hate each other? playing the same game, that's because they have no loyalty. Evil has no loyalty. You remember you read the, the movies about the mob bosses? You know who killed them most of the time? Jokers that were right there with them. Right, right. When I was a chaplain, I enjoyed talking to inmates. I mean, inmates believe it. I mean, they're they, they some of the smartest people out there. That's a university. Right. <laughs> One inmate told me this. He said, he said chaplain, he said, I'm going to tell you something. He said, I made a lot of money. He said, I made a lot of money. He said, but it, it kind of got away from me. He said, because this was my lifestyle. He, he said, you know, I was moving from hotel to hotel. I had a lot of expense. Everything I bought, I had to pay cash for it. He said, I sleep with my gun. He said, I don't trust nobody he said I don't trust nobody even the joker that's standing outside my door at night when I sleep I don't trust nobody Christ. he had enough sense to know that there is no loyalty with the devil don't trust him
3: yeah, that's right. yeah. that's
5: good, Pastor. Mm-hmm. so Watch, watch the crafted, crooked, conniving move of the tempter in verse eight. Again, the devil took him on a ceiling, high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory, and he said to him, "All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me." Now, imagine high up on this mountain, physically, Jesus has twenty, twenty plus vision. Imagine what his eyes behold, the eyes of Jesus beheld, the glitz, the gold, the glamour. He was looking at the stellar, the splendid, the spectacular. He was looking at the eloquence, the exquisite, and the excellent. Imagine the prince of the power of the air, the devil, the tempter, saying to Jesus in verse 9, All these things I will give to you if you bow down and worship me. You can have it all. This is what he's saying, y'all. Jesus, you can have it all. without the hard work, without the pain, without the suffering, without the, the, the shedding of your blood, without the belivance of men and the brutality of the cross, if you bow down and worship me, you can have it all. Right, right. It's all yours for one simple asking price, you can have it all, one price. Jesus, you compromise. You compromise, which entails selling out. You shift your loyalty. You compromise, shift your loyalty from God. You can have it all. But Jesus said, no. You know, Nike coined that phrase, but it was where before Nike. Jesus said, Just say no. Everybody say just say no. no. Young people, put that in your vocabulary. Put that in your phone. Just say no. Because as the old adage says, if you dance to the music, you got the pay, the piper. That's right, that's right. Scripture interpretation, you reap yeah. what you sow. Right. So learn. I don't care how good the tempter presents it. Right. It doesn't matter what the tempter says. Whatever lie he or she says, go back to this Sunday, first Sunday in January, mm-hmm. and say, my pastor told me from the word of God to just say no. I will not compromise with evil to, g- to get along with you. Just say no. And that's all for the young people. That's for all of us. That's right. That's right. That's right. Suppose David would have said, like Joseph said, no. No. Remember what Joseph said, he said, no, I'm not going to do this. No, this is not where my God wants me to be. No, no, no. Do you understand? No, no means no. All right. Amen. So Jesus refused to sell out to sin. He refused to fall victim to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye and the pride of life. He refused to mortgage his glorious future. And the future of humanity for fleeting pleasure and all the treasures of the world. Do not mortgage your future That's right. That's right. for a simple one-night stand oh, or years of a wicked relationship. Do not mortgage your future for a little bit of dishonest gain on the job. That will cost you your job later on up the road. Do not mortgage your future. To our young people in the house, don't mortgage your future. You got bright futures. Go on to school, go get your education, but do not mortgage it. Because you know what sin does? Sin always costs You more than you want to pay. It always takes you further than you want to go. And it always keeps you longer than you want to stay. So let me close with this. Just three things. Sunday school, y'all excuse me. I know y'all, I know you got to get there, but I'm going I'm to I'm do this. I'm going to put these out here real quick. I don't have time to elaborate long. So so, so, what did Jesus do? What did he show us? What were the lessons that will help us overcome obst- uh, uh, the obstacle of temptation? Overcome temptation. We all will be tempted. So how Do we get over our temptation? How do we not succumb to being tempted and yielding to temptation and having our lives possibly ruined? How do we do it? Well, three quick things. Number one, watch the example of Jesus. He was led by the Spirit. Matthew 4 and 1 says, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So here it is. In order to overcome temptation, you must rely on the Holy Spirit. He will give you strength, He will give you power. When you are tempted, cry out to God, God, I need. Then the song says, Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. When I am tempted, Spirit of God, help me. Yeah. I know I'm not supposed to go there. I know I'm not supposed to do this. I know that this will ruin my marriage, my ministry, whatever. Help me, oh God, yeah. by the power of your spirit to do the right thing, to make the right choice, to make the right decision. Right. Good. Yeah. Second. Jesus spent time alone with God. We've been talking about the, the spiritual discipline of silence and solitude. Jesus spent time alone with God, and here it is. In order to gain victory over temptation, you must spend quality time alone with God. It's got to do it. I mean, Ralph Revers told me in seminary, after I didn't get a good grade, all right, y'all, I didn't only not get a good grade, I flunked the class. <laughs> Right, and you know what he said to me? I went to his class his office one day in grad school now looking for sympathy <laughs> okay doc I'm married I got a little boy I'm working full time I'm in school Ralph Revis who's now going home to be with the Lord said this he said pick it it ain't no other way you just got to study if you're going to overcome temptation, it ain't no other way. you got to spend time with God. you got to pour out to God. you got to allow God to pour into you his truth. And then third, Jesus relied on scripture. It's right there in the text. You look at every one of those temptations. You know what Jesus said? It is written. It, it is written. that Jesus was in, were incarnate, but we got to study right. in order to know what's written. Right. He was fully divine, but we got to study. We got to read. So Jesus said it is written. Pastor E.V. Hill, who is now home with the Lord, he was a great uh, preacher. He used to say, when you're tempted, put the word on it. That's good. That's good. I like that Everybody say put the word on it what he used to say i mean y'all google him he was a great preacher a great preacher went to prayer view a&m there in texas and by the way never went to seminary but he was a god called anointed man god he said when 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 you attempt it put the word on it matter of fact i'll say this you know when you down and out put the word on it you're going through a little time of depression, put the word on it. You disappoint, put the word on it. He said, You know what? He said, Put the word on it. You know, in other words, read the word, study the word, believe the word, trust the word, rely on the word, and live the word. And whenever the devil tempts you to do wrong, be wrong, go wrong, put the word. Oh, yeah. oh, you ain't got to argue Just put the word. That word is powerful. Put the word on it. Devil tells you weak. You ain't going to make it. You put the word on it. 1 John 4 and 4. Great is he. That's within me. That he he that's in the world. Oh yeah, I'm going to make it. Because I got the greatest power in the universe living inside of me. You going to make it. You put the word on it. Mm. devil tells you, you need to be scared. You need to fear this person. Fear that person. Fear this circumstance. Fear this meeting you're going to. Fear your supervisor. Fear other folk. Put the word on him. Isaiah 41 and 10, fear not. That's what God says. For I am with you. Be not dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. The tempter says you going under financially. You don't know where your next bill coming from. You got bills to pay. Put the word on it. Yeah. Yeah. Philippians 4.19 And my God shall yeah. supply all my need yeah. according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know how he's going to send it. But I know that I'm not going under. I'm not fearing that. The right. 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 yeah. yeah. right. devil says your life is over. You made a mistake. You blew it. You dropped the ball. You put the word on him. Yes. Romans 8:28 and we know. Come yes. on God works all things together for good for those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose. Put the word on him. Devil said you' gonna be, you' going you you going down in this? No, 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 no! I'm not going down. Romans eight thirty seven. Tell me that I am more than a conqueror through Christ who loves me. Well, you a sinner you been around that church and acting like you all that. But look look how you thinking. Look, look at that argument you had last night. Right here in the house. Oh, if Pastor could see you now. Come on, Pastor. If y'all could see Pastor. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say nothing, Sister Picknut. <laughs> all right, Pastor. First God, one and nine, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just and to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So when I preach, I have no guilt. When you sing, you are not having a guilt. When you worship, you are not having a guilt because the Lord has cleansed you when you confess your sin. That's what his blood was all about. Well, let me go ahead and close with this. Old Hymn of the Church, written by Horatio Palmer in 1886. That's the reason why, y'all, I love the old hymn. I love a lot of the new stuff, too. But it's just something about the the depth of the old hymns that just, I mean, the meanest. They're grounded in good biblical theology. This is what he wrote. Yield not to temptation. Ah, for yielding is sin. Each victory will help you, some others to win. Fight manly onward, that means fight valiantly onward. Dog passion, subdue. You look ever to Jesus, there's no temptation that you've been faced with that he has not made, that he won't make a way out. Look ever. To Jesus. He'll help. Look ever to Jesus. He'll make a way out of no way. Look ever to Jesus when you're tempted and he will. Can I get a witness? God will under every circumstance. God will carry you through. Sometimes I feel like God is carrying me through but All right, as long as you get through, that's all that matters. Look ever to Jesus, He will carry. Chorus, you just ask. I can still hear my granddaddy singing that Tony back in Columbia, South Carolina. You just ask. I can hear the season sing rocking in them old wooden chairs in the choir. You just ask the Savior to help you, comfort, strengthen, and keep you. Jesus is
2: willing to aid you.
3: Jesus
8: will carry you through
5: be steadfast in 2024 always abounding in the word of the lord for you know that your labor in the lord is not in vain if there's anyone here today as we stand and you don't know Jesus Christ as your lord and savior it's my duty to tell you that you have no real resistance against temptation people that don't know Jesus I mean they can't they can't stop the devil is just having a heyday if you don't know Jesus today if you've never received him as Lord and Savior we invite you to come just as you are if you have made a commitment you straight away we invite you to come back to Jesus amen this time we're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper. On the night when Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat this in my body, which is given for you. Let us eat together. Likewise, he took the cup and he said, This is the new covenant in my blood. Let us drink together. God, we thank you for this first Sunday in 2024. Father, we thank you so much for your word today. Help us overcome temptation. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord Jesus Christ always be gracious unto you and grant you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.